0: Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Let's talk about power, not the power of force or of wealth, but the power of our minds. Barbara Berger is my guest today, and her work focuses on helping us understand how we can take control of our minds and improve our lives starting right now. Are you ready to meet her? Barbara Berger is the best-selling author of The Road to Power, Are You Happy Now?, The Awakening Human Being, and Find and Follow Your Inner Compass, Instant Guidance in an Age of Information Overload. Her books have been translated into more than 30 languages. Barbara lives in Copenhagen and works as a coach, helping people around the globe come into alignment with their own true power. For more about Barbara, head over to beamteam.com. Barbara, welcome to Out of the Fog.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here, as usual. Well, you're a listener favorite, right? You're a frequent
0: flyer on Out of the Fog.
1: Exactly, exactly. And everything clears up when we're together, right?
0: Yeah, Yes, because we're magic. Yes, absolutely. Instant clarity for all listeners, just by listening exactly. to the sound of our voices.
1: Um, so what
0: is the road to power? Because it sounds fantastic, and I want to be on it, baby. So what is
1: it? Well this book as you said is a, is a book about power and not the power of the of force or the power of wealth but the power of our minds and i have learned and understood that self empowerment is actually about taking our power back from outer circumstances from other people from what society thinks and believes and we can only do this if we understand the power of our own mind. So, so this whole book, *The Road to Power*, is about the power of the mind and how we can learn to use it wisely to improve our life experience. And I think that the key, the key concept here, uh, which the book is built, built upon, is that we need to understand that. There is what I call reality. In other words, whatever is happening in your life, whatever the circumstances are, the people who are showing up, the events, that's reality. But then you and I and everyone, we all have our thoughts about what's going on in our lives. In other words, how do we relate to what's going on? How do we interpret what's going on? And our thoughts, our interpretations are what determine our experience. And once we can see this mechanism, then if our lives are not as good as we think they should be, if we're frustrated, if we're unhappy, if things are not working out for us, we, we can go in and start to look at how am I relating to what's going on? Because we always have a choice in terms of how we relate to what's happening. And that's where our power is in understanding that we have a choice. So that's what this book is about. Barbara, why do you think we don't use the power of
0: our mind? Why do you think so many of us are not making the choices that expand our path? Why do we not use these gifts?
1: Well, first of all, it's, we're just ignorant. I mean, it's everybody would if they were aware of it. It's it's simply we're unconscious, we're asleep. I mean, we we haven't been taught. We did you learn about this in school? Did no. I learn? I mean, in other words, I lots of people have told me, especially my book about the mental laws, um, that why aren't we teaching this to our kids in school? I mean, just think if we had learned this from the very beginning. The, the way the mind works. I mean, you could say our minds are kind of like we're all born with this hardware, that's the mind. But then the software, that's the programs. You know, like if you have a computer, that's your hardware. But then you got to download the software to make it work, right? So, so the programs that we download into our minds, they are th- our belief systems. They are determining our experience, but nobody taught us that. So, I mean, this is the great awakening that more and more people are waking up to to this mechanism, to understanding that this is where our true power lies. Are those belief systems that we
0: hold, are they pliable? Can some of them be held in place for so long that it's
1: almost impossible to change them? Well, first of all, I mean, I, I work as a coach, so I talk to people every single day, and these are the kind of things that we work on. Um, since most of us are unconscious about our belief systems and the way we've been programmed, the first step in this process is to be able to start to identify what am I actually thinking. And most people, when they when they start on this journey, and I remember it was the same with me, we're, we're always so shocked in the beginning when when we start to become aware of. For, for the first, how, how much negative thinking we have and how it's sort of been programmed. If you start to think about what's the, 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 the constant chatter that's going on in our minds, it's, you know, you're hearing your mother, you're hearing your father, you're hearing what you learned in school, and we haven't learned to even stop up and notice it. So that's the first step, to just be able to listen to the chatter. But then, as you say, the next step is, to be able to ask yourself, is it true? Does this have anything to do with reality? Does it serve me? Is this what I want to have as the guiding light of my experience? So so this whole process is, as far as I'm concerned, the most exciting thing going. And we have a chance to do it again and again. So if Every I- day. Yeah. Every day. Every <laughs> day. I mean, it's an ongoing thing. The more you become aware of the more you're able to to identify in other words you'd say in a way in order to understand this you have to actually become the witness to your own mind the witness to your own mental processes and that's not nothing that we can do all the time but little by little for example reading my book starting to work on some of the exercises in the book that you, you're automatically forced to be aware of what you've got going on in your mind. Otherwise, you can't do it. So it, it involves this being able to step back and identify um, what you're actually thinking. And that's really, really cool because most of us, again, are so identified with our thoughts and with our stories that we, we don't have power over our experience because we just sort of go with it. But when you step back and say, okay, is this true? Does this have anything to do with reality? Is this the best way of relating to this situation? Then suddenly you become the choice maker. And there's nothing cooler than finding out that you are the choice maker in your own life. And what a fun and powerful way
0: of showing up for ourselves. In the work that I do, I talk a lot to sometimes to people who say, I can't trust myself. I learned that I wasn't reliable. I learned this always happens to me or I can never. And what you're talking about, Barbara, is a beautiful, small shift that you make again and again, that Mm -hmm. helps you remember that you can show up for yourself. I am the one thinking the thought I am the one making the choice.
1: Exactly. And, and and an easy barometer, which I often say to people that you can use and listeners can use who are starting to maybe think they want to consider this, just ask yourself, in this particular situation, am I problem-oriented or solution-oriented? So so that's a very easy way of in other words in this particular situation with this particular person am i focusing on everything that can go wrong everything that i don't like about the situation all the problems that are involved or am i solution oriented am i thinking about how great the situation could be everything i could learn what are the hidden gifts here how can i make it better so so that choice if you if you start to notice how am i relating here then you can say, okay, does this serve me? Does this serve the situation? Maybe I should be more solution-oriented. Maybe I should look at the hidden bed. And mis- so, so again, and when you put your power there, well, first of all, it changes your vibrational frequency. And because of law of attraction, you will attract things that match your vibrational frequency. So, so there's a really powerful shift when you use this barometer solution oriented or problem oriented and you can use that for anything and
0: everything you shared a you share an exercise in the book that you took from napoleon hill it's in the uh, chapter called the power of focus Mm. you shared how you used a napoleon hill exercise to get you started on this path can you share that with the listeners because that
1: i was really inspired by that okay yes well I, I was at a pretty down and out place in my life at that time. And um, I was a single mother with three children and I was trying to make a living. And I felt that, you know, how, how could I empower myself? And he has that wonderful exercise. It's actually from his book called Think and Grow Rich. Um, and he has these six, six steps uh, that, that, that I used that I focused on every single day, which really helped me turn my life around. And the first step was to identify how much money you wanted to earn. That just, that was a really interesting question for me at that time in my life. And then, that so that was step one, but then step two was, and this was the mind blowing part of it, that then you had to tell the universe, what were you going to give in return for this amount of cash? You had to be, concrete and specific. And so I did that. And then once you you, you could identify what So he, he, he says in his book you, there's nothing there's no free lunch. There, you can't get something for nothing. So it has to be an exchange of energy. So for this amount of money, I will do this and this and this. And so after I had written that down, then the next step is that then, then you have to make a plan a concrete plan for how you are you're gonna start working on doing this service or whatever it is you're gonna give for, for for this amount of money immediately. And once I did that, then then the exercise ends with that every morning, the first thing when you, you write this down on a piece of paper, oh, I'm gonna earn so and so much and, and in return for that I intend to give this, that and the other. And then, so you write it down, and then every morning when I, when I woke up, I followed his instructions slavishly. I read this out loud, and then a really important factor here is not that I just thought of it, but that I allowed myself to feel how it would feel if I succeeded in doing this. So I did that every morning, and then you were supposed to do it every evening right before you went to bed, the same exercise. So I did that. And the funny thing was that from the very beginning, I earned exactly – exactly down to the last penny what I said I would earn by doing that. And so the next year I thought, okay, I think I'll up the the amount a little bit. So I, I kept increasing, and every year I did exactly as I envisioned. So that really turned me on to, okay, the power of the mind here too. One of the
0: things I like about it, and one of the reasons I asked you to share that exercise, that's an example of showing up for yourself. Not, I sit here with my hands out, I will make a million dollars, I will make a million dollars. But it's an example of with my service, with my presence in the world, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here's how I expect to receive the validation. Here's how. And to me, that that idea of not just the mindset shift, but taking action to make it happen comes all through your book, it's all through the road to power. Not just let me think about this, it's
1: what will I now do to make that real? Exactly, it's about doing. It's about setting your mind, envisioning, and as you say, it's not enough, just that you have to show up, you have to do it. Uh, so, so Actually, that's one of the th- reasons why I think this book is so powerful and so popular, is that every single chapter, has a specific approach, a specific exercise that you can do right here, right now to, improve, to, to take your power back. I mean, everything in this book is about self-empowerment, and it's very, very practical. So, so most people, I you know, just say, open the book anywhere and just dig in. Start with something that appeals to you and see what happens. Don't trust me. Try it yourself and see if it works.
0: You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Barbara Berger. We're talking about her book, The Road to Power, Fast Food for the Soul. Now, you have a chapter called The Power of Affirmation, and in that, you say that Everything that we think and declare and focus on, that's, that's what we attract into our lives. I really like that and it makes me feel happy and it also makes me feel kind of nervous because like you said at the <laughs> beginning, I, I'm not always thinking
1: happy, mm. positive things. Well, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's also really when you start to understand the mechanism that our lives are as we affirm them to be And it's not just us. I think a really good place to start for most people is to just start listening to what other people are affirming. In other words, if you really believe that everything that comes out of your mouth, every word that you speak, is your affirmation for your life, I mean, it's like, oops, (laughs) oops, you know, I mean, we would really start to think about what we say. I mean, people who, especially people who complain a lot, if you start to notice, it's really, really an interesting mechanism. People who complain a lot, I always say they have a lot to complain about. It just works that way. And people who are, you know, positive, enthusiastic, uh, grateful, th- think life is really exciting, they really have a lot to be excited about. So it's it's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. So So again before you sort of you know, look at yourself too closely, it's a good exercise to just listen to what other people are saying and then connect it with the lives they're living. And you will see that, again, it all fits perfectly.
0: When we are, let's say there's people in our family who complain a lot, there's difficult relationships, there's conflict even as we understand that they are creating their own realities, right? They're responding or reacting to what they see and they create more of it. How can we, as people who want to be loving and maybe don't want trouble or to be hurt, how can we shift our
1: focus so that we don't get yucked on all the time? Well, again... Uh, that that could be a whole great show for us to have. I've I really done a lot of work with what I call healthy boundaries. Uh, this is a really, really big area you're touching on now, that how do we navigate wisely and realistically in the world the way it is today? And just because you and I are, say, awakening and working on these things and becoming more and more conscious, it doesn't mean that everyone in our family is or everyone in our workplace is. And so... We we often bump into run into people who maybe are very negative or complain a lot or their lives are not too great and so so again how do we deal with it wisely and of course if possible we want to be an uplifting influence but again we can't get in somebody else's head and and determine what their thoughts are how they they approach things so so it's really important to understand that this mechanism the way the mind is affecting each one of us it's an impersonal phenomena and each person is in their own mental universe so so how do we again in other words if it's family if it's people that you you feel sure. obligated to be together with again that's a really can be a really tricky situation i admit it and I, most of the people who come to me for coaching and for help it is these kind of interpersonal relationships that are the the biggest challenge in most people's lives especially people who are working on this stuff. So so there's no easy answer to that it's it's every single situation you have to find out you know is this a relationship that I want to keep that's important in my life or is this you know in a workplace situation where it's something that I have to figure out how to navigate as wisely as possible. I think the best comfort for most people is to understand what other people say is totally impersonal as far as you're concerned. What they're saying, what they're doing is telling us about their belief systems, not about your belief system. So that's usually a good place to start, to understand that you can watch, you can observe, but you can set a healthy boundary, you can be assertive, uh, but you cannot change other people.
0: I've always said that when someone says something mean to you, that they are telling you something about themselves. Exactly.
1: That's that's really, I mean, again, that's the most, the best way to keep your peace of mind in those kind of situations, to understand it really has nothing to do with you. It's all about them. And that's true of everything and everyone. And it may be that,
0: as I'm thinking about working through some of the principles in the book, When we learn to be present, to show up for ourselves in that way, um, aware of what we're thinking, able to make choices, able to shift and adjust and be present for ourselves, count on ourselves, that we can then show up in that difficult conversation with, I don't know, Aunt Nancy, who has... Opposite mm-hmm. views for, with you on everything. I can mm-hmm. show up for Aunt Nancy. I can be present and I can be safe because when I've worked through these principles, I know who I am. I know what my beliefs are. I know mm-hmm. what I'm creating. And so I can be present with her and yet not feeling like she could wipe me out.
1: Well, again, it, it's really a question about that you don't need her love and approval to be you and to be okay because you are here. And it is so true what you're saying that when you show up for you, That's your job. But if somebody else shows up for you, you can't control that. So so it's really that the the letting go here that, you know, that that's part of our faulty programming is that we have learned to be so, so much of our self-esteem, self-worth or whatever you want to call It's dependent on the approval of other people so we have it all sort of backwards where when we come home to ourselves and I love the way you say when we show up for ourselves it's like do i have my own love and approval am i in, in alignment with my integrity um and that's our job when we when we do that when we're in alignment with the highest good that we can conceive of we can't do more than that so so in a way it's sort of it is, you know, listening to other people, blessing them with love, but not being dependent on their approval, I would say. that That's a really big part of this feeling better about yourself and the world.
0: Now, you have a chapter called The Power of Release. And mm-hmm. sometimes we get so tangled up in our old patterns with people and we feel we need their love and approval or there's history or trauma or difficulty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How How can we release that without discounting it or dishonoring it, but how can we release it so that we have more freedom to move forward?
1: Well, I I think, again, just the whole idea of even entertaining the thought of letting go. In other words, there are certain relationships that don't serve us. Maybe they served us previously but you know people change people grow different in different directions or or if it is as you say a traumatic abusive relationship so so to be able to say you know that there are things that do not serve me and they probably don't serve the other person either since there's such bad energy and then it's you know let go let go and let god i mean it's just the thought of it is so (laughs) you you get so much relief from the thought of it that you don't have to struggle to hold on that you don't have to struggle to keep something that doesn't serve you but but each one of us can only make that decision within ourselves but just the the mental act of releasing both mentally emotionally I mean it's just such a wonderful exercise And and the interesting about thing about letting go like that is it it's also a way of making more space in, in one's life for, for new good to show up. So, so so it's very interesting that people often feel so much better when they consciously make the decision. It doesn't mean that you have to do anything physically, activity-wise, but that you just sort of let it go, that you don't try to control it anymore, that you don't try to make things work out the way you think they should, because you can't. You've tried that. It's hopeless. So I, I highly recommend it. But also in terms of releasing in that chapter, I also write about, um, you know, releasing stuff in your life. I mean, physical stuff, you know, like cleaning out your closet, space clearing. It's, it's amazing how, how healing that can be. It's like when there's more of a vacuum or more empty space in your life. It's like a, a magnet for new things to show up and new good to come into one's life. So releasing in all ways is a really good exercise.
0: Now, speaking of bringing good new things into our lives, you have an offer for the listeners. Can you share what that is and let them know all that good stuff, like what your website is and how to reach you, all that good stuff?
1: (laughs) Well, right now I'm giving away a free ebook. It's called The Mental Laws, Understanding the Way the Mind Works. So it's a short introduction to... Everything that's in the road to power. So it, go to my website, which is beamteam.com. B E A M T E A M.com. And on the very first page, on the front page, it says how to get the free ebook. There's also information if you'd like to get in touch with me. I also do coaching uh, via Skype online. So if you would like to have a chat with me, you're most welcome to get in touch. So beamteam.com. We're here to beam you up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Barbara, I know you're always working on new things.
1: What What's next for you? Well, actually, I'm, I'm just finishing up a great new book, which is about some of the things we've been talking about now tonight. It's called Healthy Models for Living and Relationships. So it's actually... Uh, going deeper in the kind of questions that you were asking about how do we deal with problematic relationships? How how do we navigate wisely in terms of the way reality is and the fact that we're all different? How do we deal with our family? How do we deal with the people at our workplace? How do we deal with bosses that are troubling, problematic? So all these interpersonal relationships. Once we start understanding the stuff in the road to power, and we try to apply it out there in the world, lots of other stuff comes up. So that's what I've been working on. I think it's just so, so interesting.
0: Barbara, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing these tips on the road to power. Thank you. Thank you so much for
1: having me. It was great to be here.
0: That is Barbara Berger, and we've been talking about her book, The Road to Power Fast Food for the Soul. You can find out more about Barbara and her work at beamteam.com. That's B E A M team.com. There's a free ebook waiting for you there called The Mental Laws. So go on over to beamteam.com and pick that up. And of course, I always invite you to explore at karenhager.com. That's where you'll find out about upcoming classes and events. And we can even book a private session together if you are so inclined. And if you believe as I do that when we focus our intention on change and especially when we join with others who are like-minded to focus on change, focus on what is good, focus on growth in the world, that when we do that, things really do change, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. You can get information there about a monthly free guided meditation. We meet online the first Sunday of every month for a free 15-minute guided meditation. There's no selling. There's no yelling. It's just focus. You and a bunch of people from around the world On peace in our hearts and peace in the world. That's at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.